you know, I keep doing this thing where I start recording it and then I and then I stop recording and I and I delete it and then I, I start again. And this happens about eight times in a row. And this happens to me all the time. This used to happen to me when I was recording the podcast, like back then, like when I used to do this podcast. And I just, I don't want to do that. I just want to press record and just talk and just go and just use it, you know. Um, I was doing this old intro that I used to do and it just, it didn't feel right and it didn't feel comfortable. And so I thought, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to press record. I'm just going to talk and I'm just going to do this. You know, it's been a long time since I've done an episode of uh, Pro Wrestling Nation. I did one, I recorded one last year. I just said that really loud. Uh, I recorded one last year with Mikey Zero. We, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, wrestling uh, before, during, and after the quarantine, right? What, what's the wrestling landscape going to look like? It was really fun. It was really interesting. Uh, I thought that was my big comeback moment. It wasn't. I just, I wasn't. It wasn't ready, I guess. I don't know. And that's not fair to anybody, right? That's not fair to people listening. Because then you get like a podcast that, that I'm not even like... I don't know, you know? But I feel like right now is a good time to do it. Especially after this weekend. Like, I had a tremendous wrestling weekend. And it's been a long time since I've said that, you guys. Like, I just... I haven't found joy in WWE in a long time. You know, I'll watch NXT take over here and there and whatever. You know, I'll I'll read the results online and I'll see what happened. And I was really not looking forward to WrestleMania this year. You know, um, just because of what the WWE product has become. Like, they have the greatest talent in the world. You know, and how are they unwatchable? Like, how do you do that? You have the greatest talent in the world and you become unwatchable. I just, I never understood that. Um, You know, and so I ended up having the weekend off. I ended up not having to work over the weekend and I I spent a lot of time watching WrestleMania. I watched, uh, first I watched the the pre-show on the network, on the network, on the Peacock I watched the pre-show, and that kind of got me hyped up a little bit, you know, seeing the backstories and the history of everybody and things like that. And I had to work Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to work Saturday. And so I watched the pre-show, and then I went to work. And uh, I ended up, you know, getting off early. I ended up uh, getting off early that night. So I came home, and what did I do? I watched most of night one of WrestleMania and it was really fun and I want to get into it. Um, and I was really excited. I watched some of NST takeover and I was really excited and I put on some old pay-per-views after that. And I just, I just spent the weekend watching wrestling and it was cool. And it was, it was a joy that I haven't really felt in a long time. Like, you know, just excited about watching wrestling and it was fun. It was fun again. So I, I, I also started this podcast network, a hypothetical comedy podcast network, and this is a podcast that's on the network, you know. So it's 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 just a good time to just to like wrestling again, right? It's a good time to get into this and to start doing this and start recording and and getting myself back out there, you know, because I used to do this all the time, and now it's easier. Like the technology that we have now, it's so much easier than it was when I first started doing it. Like getting people on Skype and recording the calls like that was so difficult i had to like go through skype recorders and i had to like skype would update and then the the recorder would be not relevant and then you have to wait for the recorder to update because skype didn't want you because it was a third party and skype didn't want you recording the skype calls and it's all it's it's so much easier now right i just get somebody on zoom and i just record the zoom and then i have an audio file and like it's it's cool and i love it and it's awesome and it's easier than it was and why not do it right why not why not it's it's fun it's it's i had a good time other people had a good time like this rock and roll you know and so so this is one of the podcasts Another one is Damn It, a 24 series podcast, which I need to start. Um, that one was a little bit 
<laughs> problematic for me because I uh, I just thought I could just hop on Hulu and just share the the, the feed onto the uh, onto the Zoom and do it that way. But apparently Hulu has like a block, so you can't like restream their stream stuff. So I I couldn't share anything off of that. So I had to like use other methods <laughs> I had to find other methods to, to be able to record that so i'm excited about doing that uh i'm going to be watching 24 with people and then just kind of going over the stuff and talking about it and it's going to be a lot of fun i haven't done anything yet with it um but i will i will soon also hypothetical comedy uh it's gonna be our flagship show and that's gonna be athena and myself interviewing other comics you know, we're going to be talking to comedians and things like that. I still need to do the first episode, which is about me. Um, I just need to do it. Like, I do this thing where I just record for that. And, and I'll record and I'll just stop and I'll just delete it. I recorded an hour, like, not too long ago. And I just deleted it. And I was like, you know what? Nah. <laughs> like, just delete. Like, what the hell, right? And I don't know why I did that. And I, I just did it. I just do that. And so I'm going to get over that i'm gonna get past that i'm just gonna record i'm just gonna talk like right now i've been talking for like five almost six minutes and i just haven't said anything of substance yet um before i get into the meat the juicy meat of wrestlemania uh i want to talk about like life right because i haven't done this i haven't done this podcast since like 2016 and I mean, I did, like I said, I did an episode last year with Mikey Zero. I had a couple other episodes lined up, and it just it just didn't happen for me. It just wasn't my time. You know, I appreciate Mikey Zero. You know, I, I really do. He's a cool dude. And uh, I, I'm sorry to him that I didn't, that episode didn't, like, springboard me back into, like, doing it. You know, it should have. That's what my intent was. But sometimes you're just lazy, you know? I don't know. Um, I have a lot going on, too, you guys. I run an entire online, uh, no, I don't really run an entire online thing, but uh, I used to run an entire <laughs> online thing. For a while, man, we were doing like so much comedy like every single day on on Zoom and online. Um, it's This pandemic has been crazy. And now I'm not doing any comedy. I haven't done any comedy in like over a month, like online and in person. I haven't done in-person comedy in over a year. I haven't done any online comedy in like over a month. I've just been so busy. I've been so busy because I have like two jobs now. Because um, yeah, my, my second job opened back up, uh, which I love. I love it. So I'm not complaining. It's just I got to put more focus on this part of my life and, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, things are things are happening. So that's why I'm, I'm busy, you guys. I'm busy. Um, but uh, so 2016, like it was it was difficult time for me um i was working graveyard and that's always weird and tough you know and uh, i was making the podcast work for about three years like off and on and um yeah i started in 2013 that's crazy and uh i had a lot of um confidence issues too i still do but i feel like i've grown past some of them you know um I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I just was burnt out on everything. And uh, at the time, I kind of, I kind of stopped uh, doing the comedy. Uh, my wife and I, we were married then, uh, but my wife and I, we, we kind of stopped doing the comedy, and we kind of just, it's easy. It's easy just to not do stuff, you know. It's easy just to like chill. It really is, and it's fun. It's really fun, and it's easy to just chill and. And, you know, uh, so we stopped doing like in 2016 and then in 2017, we moved into a house in a different city and, and I don't drive. And so it's harder for me to get around, especially in a small town like we're in now. And we've been here since 2017. And then uh, I'll tell you what, though, one thing that I've, I've recorded so many times that I just I deleted every time I just wanted to do an episode uh, when AJ Styles won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I think it was Bash Backlash 2016. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's Backlash 2016. Uh, I remember, you know, I was working Graveyard, and so I was sleeping weird hours and whatever. And I don't remember the exact circumstance, but I remember waking up and knowing the pay-per-view was on, and I turned it on because I had the network on my PlayStation at the time. And I watched that match. 
I, I turned it on just before the match started and then I watched that entire match and then AJ Styles won the WWE Championship and I just sat there and I just it was just it was just, it was a moment you know like like AJ Styles when I I just said his name really weird um when I when I first saw AJ Styles was in WCW in 2000 and my my friend Ian and I we were like we were really into wrestling and really into cool stuff you know like different cool stuff and AJ definitely was something that we noticed and he stuck out and we knew who he was we knew his name you know just from the magazines and you know online stuff and things like that you know and then uh my friend and I were like way into him and then WCW closed and at some point TNA rolls around and AJ Styles is like their guy you know like he wasn't their guy in the beginning but he was you know he was like their like other guy you know like even though like Jeff Jarrett was the face of the company like AJ Styles was like the guy that was putting the X division on the map you know and it was it was amazing it was amazing and so you know he's in TNA for for life right forever you know 2000 Two, he's in the 2010 he's still there and it's like at some point along the way of course you start hearing online like Vince will never sign him he's too little he's too southern you know um, and then you believe it and then you start to believe it and then he leaves TNA in 2013 he leaves TNA and it's like this is his moment and then all these reports like oh Vince said no Vince said no, his accent, his southern accent, no, he's too small, no, right? And you're like, man, AJ Styles. And he goes to Japan, and he has this killer career, he, like, he's all these matches, right? He goes to Japan, he has all these great matches, and, like, he's doing well over there, he's doing great, uh, two-time IWGP heavyweight champion, wasn't he? I think he was. Um, yeah, and then, and then he gets signed. And you're like, what? What? You know, and then he got signed with Anderson and Gallows and they signed Nakamura. And it was a pretty big deal. And then the night comes. Royal Rumble 2016. Maybe he won the title in 2017. Was it the same year? Did he win the title within six months after debuting? I believe he debuted at the Royal Rumble of 2016. I don't know. I could be wrong about everything here, you guys. I could be complete. I could not even be talking about. It. I could be talking about somebody else. Yeah, Jerry Lynn. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So AJ comes out at the Rumble, and I knew he was gonna be there. I knew he was gonna be there, but then you see his name on this Titan Tron, and you see him coming out there and it's 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 phenomenal it's what it is it's it's amazing it's i felt like a little kid watching wrestling seeing aj styles walking to the ring at the royal rumble so not only was he never gonna get signed because he was too this and he was too that he became the WWE Champion. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. AJ Styles, WWE Champion. That was uh, that was an incredible night when he won that title. Like, I really, like, I loved it, you know. All the years that I've emotionally invested in him <laughs> paid off. I mean, it's not even like that. It kind of is, but it's not, you know. I just, I've been following him for a long time. I think, um... A couple of people who I knew from the moment I saw them that they were like one of my favorite wrestlers was AJ Styles, Rob Van Dam. I saw Rob Van Dam for the first time on, on Raw in like 97 or whatever it was. And, uh, and CM Punk. The first time I saw CM Punk, I was like, this guy's dope. I saw him in TNA. I saw him in TNA for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I just realized, like, I'm just just 
talking about I'm just going everywhere because I still want to talk about the podcast network. I didn't even finish. Um, but yeah, AJ Styles won the title and it was just a great moment. I've been talking about AJ Styles winning the title for a long time, but I wanted to record about it when he did it and I never did. And so this is my opportunity to really like talk about it. Like it was, it was a great feeling for me being a fan of his and seeing uh, his journey that he went on and seeing the, the obstacles that he's overcome to be where he is and to see him shatter the glass ceiling time after time after time and becoming the WWE champion like oh my goodness that was that was that was good stuff that was good stuff my how quick did we fall right i went saying 2016 i loved wrestling i was so happy and i'm like hey you know i haven't watched wrestling in a few years i mean i've watched it i just haven't really watched it you know like i've had it on i just haven't really like been into it i guess is really and i was even fearful at one point that like maybe i don't maybe i grew out of it maybe i don't like wrestling anymore you know as i'm listening to like all these wrestling podcasts every fucking Oh, I mean, sorry. Every day. Every day I'm listening to these wrestling podcasts. These these uh, Jericho's and these Katie Vickers Alive Alive's and these <laughs> RBR's and these Wrestlingus and I don't even think they're called Wrestlingus anymore. They're called Lingus Mafia. Anyway. Um, AJ Styles won the title, you guys, when I wasn't doing a podcast. And so here I am podcasting about AJ Styles' first WWE Championship win. He beat Dean Ambrose in a ladder match. I think it was Backlash 2016, but I could be wrong. Because I also think he debuted at the Royal Rumble in 2016. And then I'm like, did he just win the title within like six or eight months of being in the company? Did he do that? That's incredible. He probably did because he's amazing. He's phenomenal. I think Kurt Angle won the world title within a year of his debut. I could be wrong about that too. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, we moved here uh, where we are now in uh, on April 1st, my birthday in 2017. And uh, April 2nd was WrestleMania Day in 2017. And I was still into watching WrestleMania. I was super excited about it. You know, uh, we had the Comcast people here that next day, April 2nd, in the morning, hooking up the internet to make sure I could watch WrestleMania that day on the WWE Network. You know? And then in 2018, we, guess what we did? We had a WrestleMania party. We had people over. We had food. We had barbecue. We had a lot of drinks. And it was such a good time. You know, we had about 10 people over. Guess what we did in 2019? We had a WrestleMania party. You know, that's, that's I mean, I, I'm not saying that I don't love it. I do love it. You know, um, I feel like the WrestleMania 19 party was more about the party than the WrestleMania, you know. Um, there was a couple matches I wanted to watch. You know, I think whatever Ronda Rousey was doing, I think she was going for the, I think it was a triple threat match, actually, with Becky and uh, Ronda and... Uh, was it Charlotte? I don't know. Um, guess what we did in 2020? We did not have a WrestleMania party, but we were going to, but we all know why. I'm not even going to say it. I'll tell you what, though. 2020, that Boneyard match between the Undertaker and AJ Styles, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That was incredible. Like, that was so good. And the Firefly Funhouse match between... Uh, the Fiend. I always want to call him Bray Wyatt, but I guess I can't call him Bray Wyatt. The Fiend and John Cena. That was incredible. That was incredible. <sighs> On July of 2019. This is irrelevant to the wrestling podcast, but it's kind of like relevant to my, my journey. In July of 2019, um, my, my wife and I, we uh, we were in Reno uh, for the weekend. We went up there um, just to go. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get married. And she's like, wait, what? I was like, let's get married today. And she's like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, it wasn't, you know, completely spontaneous. I mean, I had a ring with me. 
Um, and so we, we, we eloped. We got married. We were together for nine years. Uh, that, no, ten years? Wait, uh, 2019. We got together twenty nine years. Yeah, it was ten years in 2020. We were together for nine years. And, you know, we have, we have a house now. And uh, we're doing well. And whatever, whatever. And it was like, let's do it. It's time, you know. And... So we got married over the weekend, and it was July 13th, 2019, pre-COVID. And on, it was July 13th, and on the way home, it was like one or two days later, um, we were just talking about comedy, because we haven't done comedy since 2016. I stopped doing comedy in the podcast like at the same time. I, like, bombed really hard at the San Jose Improv in 2016. In August of 2016, I bombed, like, really hard because I wasn't really, like, committing to comedy. And I was, I don't know. I just, I bombed and I wasn't really prepared for it. And um, I think that kind of helped me, like, walk away a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you know, it helped. <laughs> I bombed pretty hard. It was August of 2016, and I I stopped doing the podcast and I stopped doing comedy like around the, around that time. Um, and so we get married and we're driving home, and it's like a three or four hour drive, and we started talking about comedy. We had gone. Earlier in the month to see our friend Johnny Taylor perform at the Sacramento Punchline. Sacramento Punchline. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't think of the Punchline. <laughs> and uh, the whole time we were both like, I could be up there. I could be telling jokes in front of these people. You know? And we talked about it. We exchanged notes. And we were both like on the way home. We are like... I was thinking this the entire time. The other one's like, me too. It was crazy. You know. And so we're coming home from Reno and we're talking about the, 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 you know, the comedy stuff. And we still had a lot of friends on Facebook who were doing comedy. And we, we, we still knew where to go and what to do and who to talk to. And, you know, like, it was still there. We were still comics, even though we hadn't touched comedy in like three years. And so we decided that we're going to do it. We're going to get back into comedy. We're going to commit to comedy. We're going to do it hard. We're going to do it well. And we're going to do a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna, we're just going to go. We're just going to go full force back into comedy. And, uh, yeah. And we did. July 22nd, we were back on stage open mic we were doing open mics we did two open mics the first night back we did two open mics the first night back hell yeah um i'm probably gonna tell this story so many times you know on every podcast that i do hey by the way this is what i did this is where i came from this is how i got here this is what we're doing this is what we're gonna do now and like that's cool you know and we've been doing it we started doing comedy again in july of 2019 um one of the things that we were going to, uh, we wanted to do was make ourselves like a troop, like a team, like, like a team, like, like a, like a comedy team, like a duo. I don't know. And we were going to call ourselves hypothetical comedy because that's what, um, that's what our, 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 our joke was the hypothetical, hypothetical situation thing. Right. Um, I mean, I should just get into that too. Just give some backstory on that. Um, so Athena has this joke about her boyfriend cheating on her. And at the time I was the boyfriend and you know, the, the punchline is that it was with a guy and everybody like, everybody always ripped me about it, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. And, uh, so it came to a point where uh, even Birdman would go, that's why they call him funky, you know? Um, and so, uh, it came to a point where, like, no matter where I was, no matter who I was next to, whenever she would tell that joke, I would lean over to somebody and I would say, this is a hypothetical situation. 
you know, um, just because I'm a smartass, you know, that's what I do. And so one day we're at the San Jose, the San Jose Improv, and this is, you know, I don't know, 14, 15, early 16, I don't know when, and uh, the host is always like, what's your intro, what's your intro, what's your intro, you know, and you, I usually don't care. Like, my only thing is that I want people to say Funky Sam Medina. Like, that's the only thing I care about, you know, really. So I made up some bullshit, and then Athena's up. And this night was a particularly special night, um, because I think it was April 2nd or 3rd of 2015 or 16. Right, I remember I was promoting it as my birthday show. Come to my birthday show, free guest list. Come to my birthday show, free guest list. Come to my birthday show, free guest list. You know, and I promote hard. You know, and so between her and I, we had brought hella people, like hella people, like a lot of people that night. We both brought a lot of people that night. There was a lot of people there that came to see us. Either came to see her, came to see me came to see both of us, right, whatever. But between the two of us, we had a lot of people there. And uh, so she's up there, she's telling her her last joke, and it's the cheating boyfriend joke, her big closer. And so I pull the host aside and I say, forget everything that you that I told you earlier. This is the intro. So she goes out there and she says, you know, whatever she says about Athena, like, woo, yay, keep going for Athena Rodriguez. She says, this next comic wants me to tell you that Athena's joke about her cheating boyfriend is a hypothetical situation. And that place just exploded with laughter. Like, it blew the roof, like, that line that she delivered to that crowd, it blew the roof off. And it was incredible. And so the hypothetical situation thing was just kind of stuck. And so I just, I've always had that. I've always had that in my head and her as well. You know, it's just a thing like like an inside joke between us. You know, when, whenever we would see that host afterwards or even on Facebook, she'd be like, oh, hypothetical situation. Huh, you guys, she still to this day will say that it's a hypothetical situation. And because um, she remembers that because it was it was a. It was a monumental moment. It really was. That was a monumental moment in my life. I told her, this is what, go out there, say this. And she said it, and the place just blew the roof off. And it was it was incredible. It was incredible. And, uh, yeah. And so, when we got back in it, what we wanted to do was hypothetical comedy um, we were doing some showcases at a comedy club, and that's what we called it, hypothetical comedy. And it didn't. We didn't plan on doing that. It just kind of evolved into that, and it became our brand. And so, when the whole pandemic shutdown happened, uh, we just moved it all online. You know, hypothetical comedy online, and it just kind of it grew from there. And we met some amazing comics in, in everywhere, all over the United States, all over the world. It was. I was even doing a hypothetical world tour for a while, where every Saturday we would do comedy uh, with a different country, right? Like Germany. I think one of the first ones was Germany. So it's a Germany's time, their local time for them, with their, you know, English-speaking or American comics that live in Germany or whatever, you know. And then we did like um, Malaysia. And we did um, we did Hong Kong, and we did uh, we did a few. It was really fun. It was it was a good time, and I really liked it. You know, and that was the beauty of online. You could do comedy with anybody anywhere at any time. You know, for me it was like five o'clock in the morning. Right for them it was like eight p.m. Uh, one time I did one. Yeah, Malaysia I think was five a.m. for me, but you know what I did it. Why? Because I could. Right. I was off on the weekends. It was nice. The comedy club was shut down. That wasn't nice. But, like, I had that free time. And I'm back at the comedy club now. And I don't have as much time. But I love being at the comedy club. I love it. I love being security at the comedy club. It's, like, one of the greatest feelings in the world. You know, just to be there. Just to be around that that environment of comedy. And meet all these comics and these headliners. And, you know, 
It's great. It's fantastic. We got back into comedy in July of 2019. Uh, by September, I was working at the comedy club. You know, um, it's just, it's my passion. It's what I love to do. You know, I went on the website looking for some information about something. And I, I found out that, you know, they had a thing they were hiring. And I applied for it. And boom, I was there. I love it. I love it. I really do. It's one of the greatest joys of my life. Uh, the last year when it was shut down, it was so sad, you know. And, um now we're doing socially distant shows and everybody's wearing masks most of the time except for the eating and stuff uh but the staff is wearing masks the whole time and it's just it's a good environment and uh i just hope it all stays safe and we just do our best with it i love it i really do um yeah so hypothetical comedy uh what i was getting at with i'm just rambling now i just like oh i haven't talked to anybody in 16 years you listen to all my stories um, so one thing that we're doing now is, is we're launching the network, the, the podcast network, because I want to do these podcasts because I want to like showcase things, you know, like, like I told you about hypothetical comedy where we're going to be talking to other comedians. I told you like 20 minutes ago. Um, oh man, what else? Uh, uh, the 24 podcast, this podcast is being resurrected, which is great. I can talk to wrestling fans. I can talk to wrestlers. Hey, you know what? Like, if I can get a wrestler, cool, great. There's probably a lot of wrestlers on the indie scene that would want to do it. It's going to be a little bit harder to get, like, people that are just released from WWE, you know? And I'm not going to worry about it. Like, I used to, like, I got to get I gotta get guests. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to bring my best opinions. I'm going to find other people who are, are fun people and we're just going to talk about wrestling and you're going to love it. And that's all I'm going to worry about is just talking about wrestling. I'm just going to press record. I'm just going to talk about wrestling. Like, why do I get so hung up on like, oh, did I say this or did I say that? Did I do this? Did I do that? How's my intro sound? Like, who cares? Just talk wrestling, you know? Um, what else? Uh, we're going to do hypothetical comedy at the movies or movie. I think it's movie night. I think it's movie night. <laughs> we haven't done an episode yet, but we've been watching movies. So we're going to record some episodes and put them up. It's going to be like a movie review podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Chino, Berto, and Sam show. I cannot wait for that. Chino, De Leon, uh, Cousin Berto, Funky Sam Medina. We're three comedians. Uh, Chino is in Philly. Is that right? He's not in Philly. Chino is in... I want to say Philly, but I know that's not correct. He's in New Jersey. Chino is in New Jersey. And Cousin Berto is in San Antonio, Texas. And I, of course, am in the Bay Area, California. And we're three dudes who did not know each other before the pandemic. And we're like three really good friends now. And we're going to do a podcast together. We're really busy, all three of us. So it's going to be hard. You know, we'll do it like once a month, maybe. You know, whatever. But we're gonna do it. And we're gonna have fun, and we're gonna talk shit, and it's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun. Um, I planned on doing a Monday Night War podcast with Athena, cause she wasn't really into wrestling back then. She watched a little bit, uh, but she wasn't really into it then. She she didn't fall in love with it until recently. Uh, CM Punk is what really made her fall in love with it because she just like looked at it with different eyes. She looked at it at the theatrics and she's like this is amazing you know and there's a lot more to it than just the theatrics but like that that's a way to describe it like she saw it for the theatrics and she's like this is incredible what they're doing you know and so we're gonna watch the monday night war we've already watched a couple things but like now the peacock thing is happening and like Am I going to be able to watch the Monday Night War? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. So we're going to try to do that podcast, but it might fall off. I mean, well, it'll probably fall off. All these podcasts will probably fall off. But like, when? <laughs> I don't know. But it's going to be difficult if Peacock doesn't cooperate and put up all the, uh, the Raws and the Nitros. Because I think right now... Uh, there's no Raws before like 2015 or 2016, something like that. Pretty recent, you know, pretty recent. So it's going to take a long time for Peacock to roll out all the Raws and all the Nitros. 
if they do, if they ever do, I don't know. The WWE selling their network was the stupidest thing they could have done. I'm so mad that they sold their network. I mean, maybe like eventually it'll be really cool and it'll be, it'll be better than the network was. But like, I don't like it. You know, I feel like now that I'm now that I'm saying that out loud, I feel like Peacock has better resources and they have better potential to do more things. Um, to, to make it more accessible, to, to have a better interface, um, things like that than the WWE Network had. Uh, but I also feel like Peacock's not going to care as much. So I don't know. Plus, we're taking things out. And, uh, you know. <sighs> Where are we? Where are we? So the Monday Night War podcast. I'm also going to do one called Hey, It's Me, Paul. Um, one episode is up. The second episode is, is going to be up in the next day or two. It'll be way up. By the time this is up, that'll be up. Trust me. Because that'll probably go up tonight. And this will probably go up in like three weeks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's actually April 12th right now. It's April 12th. So we'll see when I when I put this up. It's 8.15 at night on April 12th, you guys. Is that it? Is it all my podcasts? I think that's all. Uh, let's see, hypothetical comedy, um, movie night, uh, PWN, Monday Night War, Chino Berto and Sam, 24, and The Paul. Yeah, seven podcasts. Seven podcasts, you guys. What am I thinking? I can't even do one podcast. Oh, the material that Cav and Fausti are going to have. So sad. If I can commit, you guys, it's been like a month or two since I launched his network. And I barely, like, have only done Hey, It's Me, Paul. I love that one, though. I love talking to Paul. He's so awesome. You guys are going to love Paul Kilmer. Go listen to listen to Hey, It's Me, Paul. He's awesome, you guys. You're going to love him. I I'm, I'm, I'm don't really have my, my footing with that yet. I'm still kind of getting used to it. But the whole idea of Hey, me, hey It's Me, Paul... Uh, this is guy Paul Kilmer. He just likes to tell stories, and he has really good stories, and he's really interesting. All the stories are very interesting and funny, and I'm his Conrad Thompson, you know. So I gotta, I gotta get my, you know, my footing better with with directing, like, like you know, like kind of taking the show in different directions or whatever. Um, I gotta get better at doing that and things like that as being the host. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> I was hoping to have muted that or paused it or something, but that was real raw audio footage of me sneezing. Oh, I'm trying not to do it again. I'm trying not to do it again, you guys. Hold on a second. Can you hold on a second, please? <sighs> 40 minutes. I may not even talk WrestleMania. I mean, I will eventually. <coughs> oh, man. Um, whew. So here I am on this podcast network, you guys. Here I am on Pro Wrestling Nation. Going to have some fun with it, and I'm going to just talk wrestling. I'm just going to press record. I'm going to talk wrestling. I'm going to sneeze. It's going to be all good. We're going to have fun. Uh, so WrestleMania... Uh, I will talk about it, and then it'll probably complete the hour, because I don't have a lot to say. I should, but I don't. I think for the you know in the future, I'm gonna review things with another person, like by myself. I'm just like, eh, it was a cool show. The end, you know. But like, if I have another person, I'll be like, oh man, John Cena versus Randy Orton, 23 minutes, 27 seconds. Uh, Randy Orton won by climbing the ladder and getting the belt, and then he RKO'd John Cena off the top of the ladder. What did you think of it, man? And, like, you know, all cool and shit, but then I'm by myself, I'm like, eh, it was alright. You know, it was alright, it was cool, whatever. I don't know who, who fought or how long or what, what title was, but it was cool. And, ladies and gentlemen, that's my review of WrestleMania. Um, so... What do we start off with? We start off with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. And that made me think a lot, you guys. <laughs> like, why? Why should I think? 
2006, you you go back to 2006, and you got Drew McIntyre and you got Bobby Lashley. Like you think you think that like Drew McIntyre is gonna carry SmackDown into the next era, and Bobby Lashley's gonna carry Raw to the next era. These two guys are gonna be like top main eventers someday, and they're gonna be this and released. Like they're gone, right? Drew McIntyre went to 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 3MB, and then he got released. I don't know what happened to Bobby Lashley. I don't remember him getting released, but he did at some point. And then you're like, oh, man, they really threw away their future stars. Right? But what happened? What did they do? Drew McIntyre went to Evolve. He went back to ICW. Like, he went back to his roots. He, like, he went back to where he came from to, like, sharpen his tools, you know? And, um... The cool thing was, like, I remember thinking about this during this match. Like, these two guys, like, this is a TNA main event. Like, TNA No Surrender main event, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for the TNA title, right? You know, how cool is that? How cool is that that they went from being, like, the WWE future top stars to being, like, the TNA kind of top stars to, like... And then they went back to the WWE, like... I wasn't expecting him to sign Drew McIntyre. He went through NXT and everything. And then Bobby Lashley, like, you don't think they would, especially, like, the lifestyle that he lives right now because, like, he's the MMA wrestling crossover. And TNA kind of gave him the freedom to to do MMA at his leisure. Like, when he wanted to do MMA, he would just go do it, you know. And he's been in WWE full-time. And, you know, you wouldn't think that he would sign just so he has the freedom to do the MMA stuff, you know. But, you know, he's getting older. Maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know. Um, but then you go, these two guys are wrestling for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That's pretty cool. WrestleMania 37. And I was, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was pretty stoked that the fans were back. And then you watch TakeOver, and then there's fans. And then I was like, what the hell? This isn't the first time there's fans of TakeOver, you guys. I think there's been there's been AEW fans, too. Um, but I feel like this, this WrestleMania, it just, it crept its way into my heart because the fans thing. And so I enjoyed Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. I was really surprised that they went with Bobby Lashley, but... I was also happy because I, I'm like, Bobby Lashley does not deserve to win it from The Miz and lose it to Drew McIntyre a month and a half later. Like, Bobby Lashley does not deserve that. And I feel like Drew knows that, and Drew would be happy to, 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 do, the, to do the honors to Bobby because Bobby deserves it, you know? And so the story felt more heartfelt if Drew would have won because he's Drew McIntyre and the fans are back in the building and it's the first match and he's been saying oh yeah he said like when when I found out that the fans were gone or whatever like I wanted to be the first one to come out when we had fans again and I get to be even though Titus and Hogan came out first right so he technically wasn't the first and then actually everybody came out on the ramp so it's pretty far down on the list to tell you the truth um but you would think they're gonna go with the heartfelt win with drew mcintyre to start wrestlemania and then they just just went with bobby lashley and i was really happy about that um the women's tag team turmoil match that was cool that was all right. You know, I ain't going to hate. Uh, I am going to hate on the women's tag team division, though. I'm going to hate on the women's tag team division. Um, not, like, as a division, but, like, a few little cases. Because I understand that they want to build the women's tag division. I completely understand. Like, build your tag division, please. Like, let's get lots of women's tag teams. Yes. Right? But don't break up the Iconics to then put them in tag teams separately. 
because the dynamic they had was incredible. The chemistry and the timing they had was incredible. Like, the Iconics was iconic. Like, it was amazing. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Like, there's a there's a thing where they're, they're annoying Johnny Gargano backstage. Oh, it was when they were trying to get people to vote for them for NXT Superstar of the Year. And they were like, there's this one where they were like annoying Johnny Gargano. And it was just like hilarious. It was just so funny, you know. And uh, yeah. And so Peyton Royce was in a tag team with Lacey Evans until Lacey Evans got pregnant and left, which was like a month or two ago. And what's her face is tagging with Carmella. Is that right? Is it is it Carmella? Is she tagging with Carmella? Why? Put Peyton and Billy back together. Like, don't split them up. Like, let them do their thing. Let them be the Iconics for years. Because they're just so good together. That's what I say. That's what I say. I mean, they're so much better together than they are if Billy Kay is teaming with Carmella and if Peyton Royce is teaming with Lacey Evans. Like, why? You know? And then there was another tag team that, that did the same thing. I mean... They do that with all kinds of teams, really. They've always done that. I remember uh, they split up Crime Time and another tag team. I don't remember who it was. Was it JTG and Charlie Haas? Was that the tag team? I don't know. There was this weird tag team, and I'm just like, come on. Don't split up these tag teams and put them in other tag teams. Like, if you're going to split them up, do something with them as a single but, like, don't just split them up for the sake of splitting them up. Like, if you want them to be in the tag team division, have them be in the tag team division together. You know? <sighs> That's my rant. Um, I was happy that Natalia and I, uh, Tamina won that. Because... And it was funny to see Natalia go, Let's not live off of our legacy anymore. Let's just do this. And it's like, what was different about it? You know? And like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird for her to say that. And then like, they were still doing their, you know, their, Natalia was still doing her heart stuff. And, and, uh, uh, Tamina did the big splash. And it was like, well, you know, I don't know. Uh, what else was on WrestleMania? Uh, what else was on WrestleMania, you guys? Say it, tell me. Night one. Um, what was on night one? The Undertaker? No. John Cena? No. The Rock? No. Oh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Now... I'm not going to shock anybody when I say that I was pleasantly surprised to see Bad Bunny wrestling well. He did he did good. He held his own. It was fun. It was exciting. It was compelling. It, it told the story it was supposed to tell. And, like, like, I don't care about Bad Bunny. Like, I don't care who that is. I don't know anything about him. I don't. I don't even care about Damian Priest. And to tell you the truth, the Miz and the Morrison are kind of boring. You know, like, like it's played out. It was played out a long time ago. It was played out ten years ago. <laughs> um, I'm not particularly interested in their storyline and what they're doing. And I could almost miss that match. I could almost just fast forward through it and not really care. But also what what I'm doing what I what I what I find differently now is that I, I'm appreciating it for what it was supposed to do. You know, they brought the celebrity in, he worked really hard, he put on a great performance. I'm sure it got a lot of eyes on the show that wouldn't have normally been on the show. And that's why they brought him in. That's what his purpose was, right? To get some people that wouldn't have normally watched it to watch it, to see Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, my favorite Spanish singer, is going to be in a wrestling fight? Like, I got to order Peacock Network, you know? 
and then they type in uh, <laughs> imagine like googling the peacock network and like or just peacock and then like misspelling it or leaving out letters or putting a space where you probably shouldn't put one like I mean I don't know right peacock that's so funny that the peacock network and then when you're watching like the pre-show it sounds like they're all saying pre-gock with like with a g like <laughs> i don't know it's the weirdest thing ever you guys this whole peacock thing um i gotta order the peacock network so i can see wwe wrestlemania and see what bad bunny's gonna do like it was fun i enjoyed it uh, that Canadian destroyer on the outside was really cool, you know. Uh, I know John Morrison did most of the work, but it really takes two to make it look good. And if Bad Bunny didn't do his part, it wouldn't have looked good. And it did. It looked really good. Oh, I'm trying to get stuffed up. My allergies just, when this door's open, allergies just kick. Um, the main event was the women's title match. That was cool. That was really good, actually. Um, it was really cool to see Bianca Belair. Like, they... Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks put this match together. And it was a really good match because it really made it look like it was experience versus strength. You know? Like, there was a few times where Sasha Banks would outsmart Bianca. But, like, Bianca, like, would outpower Sasha, like, almost every time. Sasha would go for something. When Sasha did the suicide dive out of the ring onto the floor and she hit Bianca and they did a roll and Bianca sprung up to her feet and she was holding Sasha, that was dope. I've never seen that before. I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I don't think I have. And then when she like pressed her and she was holding her up and then she went up the stairs, I know I've never seen that before. I don't think I have. I might have. I don't know. I mean... Big Show could have done it to Rey Mysterio, you know. But, like, like it was really impressive. And it was really cool. And those two did a hell of a match. And it was to the point, like, where they're both like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to win this match? Like, I've thrown everything that I have at this person. And I haven't won this match. What do I got to do? And, it, you know, of course it was the main event. So I kind of had to, like, put that out there. But, like, it really... It really, like, did a really good job of telling that story. And the story of the experienced veteran versus, like, the, the strong powerhouse rookie. And to where they both just come to this point where it's like, like, am, am I going to do this? Like, what? I, how do I do this? What do I do? What do I do? You know, like, it just... Nothing is working. I gotta... Whatever. You know, it was really cool. It was a really good story that they told. And I really liked it. And, uh, yeah. Bianca Belair won. I was surprised that Bianca won, to tell you the truth. You know, like... I was uh, I was really surprised that both of the rookie women won the world titles. Just because I'm like... I wasn't happy when Paige won the title on her first night. Like, I don't like that. Because then it's like... What do you have to go for now? Like, what do you have to, to, to reach for? Like, what do you have to accomplish? Like, you, you're already the champion. Like, you got it. You know, it's like when Sheamus came on the scene in 2009 and he won the WWE title out of nowhere. I was mad. You know, he should have won the Intercontinental title first. You know, like, like you're supposed to. You got to you gotta be a jobber first and then you got to be a tag team wrestler for, like, years. And then you got to... You gotta go singles and you gotta win the Intercontinental title. And it helps if you win King of the Ring, you know, and then you have to beat Ric Flair uh, at a house show in Saskatchewan and uh, win the world title for your first time. That's the formula to, uh, to being a pro wrestler. So, uh, what, was, what else happened? Like, I know I'm going to kind of, I just did the main event and whatever. Um,. I'm trying to think of the other matches that went down at WrestleMania. There was the, oh, Biggie and Apollo Crews. That was cool. You know, that, that dude, I, I don't know his name. Uh, he's a pretty big dude. He came out and attacked Biggie. I think um, it's doing what it's supposed to do. You know, it's telling the story. It's putting a Biggie on this big um, 
storyline with with Apollo and like it elevates Apollo and I'm so happy because Apollo was like a jobber for so long and he was in this tag team for a while and now he's an Intercontinental Champion and before you know it he'll be a WWE Champion just like the formula it's a perfect he might be Ric Flair to house show in, uh, in Canada uh, for the world title maybe um, but like for a while they weren't really doing anything with Apollo and he was like a a main event. You know what's funny? In in WWE, uh, they had this really terrible B show called Main Event. And so, like, now I see people as, like, main event level stars. Like, I go, oh, yeah, like, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas and, like, Apollo Crews are, like, main event guys. Right? And then you're like, what? No, they're not. You know? And then you go, oh, no, I mean main event, like, the TV show. <laughs> That's a uh, you know what I'm gonna that's a that's I'm gonna I'm gonna find a wrestling comedy show and, and try to work that into a joke. I'm gonna that's that's funny that's funny. Uh, I forgot what I was saying now about main event. Yeah, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas. Who was the first person I was talking about? Oh, Apollo. Apollo was like a main event guy, right? You know? <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything. Like, main event's lower than 205 Live. You know, it's called main event. And so he's a main event player. Which means he doesn't do anything right in the company. And, um... And it's just, it's just, it seemed very hopeless for him for a long time, and he couldn't get a break. And he was Uha Nation, you know, like this guy was so dope. He was like, when they, before they signed him, like he had all this potential, this future, and he was so dope and Uha Nation, and and then he just goes there and he just flounders, and it's just, it's, it's really sad because, like, he should have done big things. You know, and now he's doing big things. He's he's the Intercontinental Champion, and he's gonna wrestle Ric Flair at a house show for the world title in like three months. But I I feel like it's it's cool to see this guy uh, go from being one of the forgotten people on the roster to being somebody in a in a high. Excuse me, some big truck just drove by. Uh, to see somebody to be somebody in a high profile match like that. You know, um, it was cool to see New Day against AJ Styles and Omos. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he came from. Um, the same thing can be said about Apollo Cruz's guy. I don't know who that guy is either or where he came from. Uh, I, I hear online that he was on Raw Underground. I missed him. I don't even know what Raw Underground was, you guys. I don't even know what Raw Underground was. I've seen pictures of it on like, you know, these wrestling Facebook pages that you go to to see the results. Like, I've seen pictures, like, screenshots. But I I don't understand it. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. I've never seen a segment of it. It just, it, it, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But this guy that was with Apollo, uh, the people are online are saying that he was from uh, Raw Underground, that he did Raw Underground. Whatever that was, he was on it, apparently. Um, this guy almost though he's been around for a while. I've seen him for a while now with AJ. Uh, I don't know where he came from. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he was in NXT. I don't know if he's a wrestler. I don't know what he is or who he is or where he's from or anything. I don't know. Um, and I don't even know how he got connected with AJ Styles. I just feel like I didn't pay attention to wrestling for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden AJ has his new bodyguard, and it's like. Where did that come from? You know, um, it's really funny though because he's so big and he's so small, and like they just—it's funny, you know. Uh, but I think it was cool that they won the tag team titles and it made AJ Styles the the uh, the Grand Slam champion. Fun fact—I don't know if you guys know this—but now AJ Styles is the only person to be the Grand Slam champion in WWE and in TNA slash Impact Wrestling. Booyah! AJ Styles goes for a circle. Full circle. I spent the entire first 20 minutes of this podcast talking about AJ Styles winning the WWF title from Dean Ambrose in 20... <laughs> I just said the WWF title. <laughs> I'm done. I gotta go, you guys. I gotta wrap it up. 
Uh, before I start saying other things that don't exist, like uh, the WWF world title that does not exist. I don't know what that is. I didn't mean to say that, but it just came out. Uh, WrestleMania, what else happened? I think that's it. I think that's it. There's night two stuff. Oh, I, there's night. I mean, why not, right? Night two. Um, night two kicked off with the with the Fiend versus Randy Orton. That was really weird. Uh, Alexa Bliss started bleeding from her head, like this black ooze was coming down from her head, uh, which was really weird. It was very like Ultimate Warrior, nineteen ninety two, three, four, five. When did he feud with Papa Shango? I don't know. But, like, it was very that, you know? Uh, speaking of the Ultimate Warrior, I uh, I recently heard a story. Uh, it was... Uh, I heard... I heard It wasn't told by, by Jerry, but it was told by somebody else. I think Jim Ross. And uh, the story of when Jerry Lawler made a painting of the Ultimate Warrior, and then he broke it over the warrior's head. And the warrior was, like, so scared about getting cut. And Jerry's like, it's fine. I'm going to hit you with the cardboard side. It's going to be fine. I've done this a million times. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. And the warrior came out with a baseball hat on. <laughs> and I remember seeing the warrior with the baseball hat when I was, like, 12 years old or whatever. I remember that. Just going, like, this looks weird. <laughs> like, why is he wearing a baseball hat? And it was because he was supposed to get the painting broken over his head. And he was really worried about getting cut. Uh, on his head. Yeah. I don't know why I just said that. Oh, because of Alexa Bliss. Uh, Alexa Bliss bleeding from her head uh, reminds me of a, a story about the Ultimate Warrior, you guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This podcast is going to be everywhere. Like, what other person, I guess, I don't know. I mean, who is this world's going to be like, oh, yeah, this thing happened to Alexa Bliss, but that reminds me of this thing happened to the Ultimate Warrior in 1996. You know, uh, where do you get that quality entertainment? Nowhere else, but here. What else happened at WrestleMania? I really like the main event, uh, Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. It was a pretty epic match. I really like what they're doing with Roman. Um, they're really, like... He's doing a really good job being that super heel. Like, he really is doing a really good job of being a super heel. And I'm glad because, like, you know, The Rock said a long time ago, like, you got to... I don't know if The Rock said it. Somebody said it, but The Rock's a good example of it, I think is what I meant to say. But, like, you got to learn to be hated before you can learn to be loved. And then when The Rock came out and he joined the Nation of Domination, like, he really learned how to be hated. He did so good. The Rock was one of my favorite heels of all time. The Nation Rock and the Corporate Rock. I love that stuff. Um, but yeah, I love what they're doing with Roman Reigns right now. Roman Reigns is amazing. He's doing a really good job. And like... He's a badass. You know, he's not like a chicken shit heel. He's like, you're a punk and I'm going to kick your ass. Like, like I don't know. But, like, he's not afraid. He's not going to back down. That's what I like about him. Like, he's this heel that's not going to back down. And there's not a lot of that. I mean, you know, like Vader and I don't know. But, like, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's really cool to see these days, I guess. What else happened at WrestleMania? Uh, the women's tag team title match happened. Not much to say about that. It was cool. It existed. Um, the women's... The Raw women's title match. I was really... You know what? Like, Rhea's cool. Rhea's awesome. She's a badass. But, like, you really going to have Oscar lose three WrestleManias in a row? Why? You know, same thing with Sasha. Like, Sasha deserves a WrestleMania win. Sure, Bianca Belair, it's a cool moment for her. It's a cool title. It's like, it's cool that she won. Like, I'm not going to hate. But, like, I think it was more important for Sasha 
to get that WrestleMania win. Same thing with Asuka. I think it was more important for Asuka to get that WrestleMania win. You know, like rookies can bounce back, but like these are these women are veterans now, and they've been on the main roster for some years now. And Sasha's like five and zero at WrestleMania. I think it's six and zero. I think she's six and zero at WrestleMania. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Zero oh and six. <laughs> and Asuka's three consecutive losses in a row. She lost to Charlotte, and then she lost the tag team titles, and then she lost this title. All WrestleManias. It's ridiculous. Like, Asuka's a badass. Asuka's dope. Like, she needs momentum. Like, like build her up. Make her strong. Make her, like, a beast, you know? Like, she can really do it. But, like, again, she's almost 40. I think. I think. I think she's, like, 38. She could be younger than that. Um... But then the girl who beat her is like 22, you know. And so I guess it could be said for that to to where like let's make these like Oscar has this and she's built this, but let's use that to make this, you know. I mean, I guess I guess a case, but, but, but both of them, but both the rookies, like I feel like pick a rookie, you know, like pick Bianca or or Rhea. Um, I think you should have probably picked out of the two. I think uh, Bianca was the the. the the choice I would have made if I was only picking one. I think I would have picked Bianca and I would have had Rhea lose. But then, I don't know. Then Rhea comes in and she loses to WrestleMania. But it's Asuka. Like, didn't Rhea lose at WrestleMania to Charlotte recently? Like, last year or the year before or five years ago or something? Didn't that happen? Didn't Charlotte win the NXT Women's title at WrestleMania from Rhea Ripley, like, at some point in the past? I think, I think she won the Royal Rumble. Was that 2020? Who won the Royal Rumble 2020? Becky. Was that 2019? That's probably a match I didn't pay attention to at my WrestleMania party. All right, you guys, I'm going to go. I've been talking for an hour, and I've been having a really good time, and I'm going to keep doing this, and I'm going to just talk and just press record and just talk wrestling. I'll probably have uh, people with me most of the time, but, like, I can just do this, too. I can just ramble. I can just ramble. Um... Yeah, uh, on Twitter at PWN Podcast, on Facebook Pro Wrestling Nation, on Instagram at Funky Sam Medina, on Twitter at Funky Sam Medina, also on Instagram at Hypothetical Comedy, on Twitter at Hype the Comedy, and on Facebook at Hypothetical Comedy and Hypothetical Comedy Network. It's been a weird, wild ride, you guys. Like, we've gone, like, we started this thing in 2016 and here we are now in 2021 we've got a long way uh but it's been a lot of fun so thank you and uh i will try not to delete this right after i uh stop recording all right follow me on all the stuff thanks